Rogers scrambles He's left, winds up, runs the ball. He's got time at the 10 to the 5. Yes. To the end zone. Touchdown. And a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Yo, what's up, Bucks fans? This is the Vanilla Gorilla from the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy podcast, Bucks edition. I'm here with T Plush and Sunshine. You can find us all on Twitter or uh, the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy podcast. Um, Tyler is at Tyler Kurth, right? Correcto. Yeah, that's. I knew it was lame as so. hell. And then Trevor's at uh, Bender, right? Underscore Trevor. Yep. Yes, sir. Yep. Which is not any more creative. So, um, you can our tweets are actually kind of creative. So check us out. <laughs> we got some fun stuff out there. I am not a tweeter very much, but um, every once in a while, I got some good, good, funny shit out there. So, uh, we're here to talk about Bucks, though. So, we have been on a bit of a hiatus because it has been very difficult to talk about the Bucks after the end to that season. As you probably know, Bucks were up 2-0 in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Raptors. It seemed like a lock. We even were talking about, could this be one of the Bucks? the best Bucks teams ever in history and we may have jinxed it um I'd like to believe that Paul Pierce jinxed it because he probably did and uh it didn't turn out that way Bucks ended up losing four in a row and now the Raptors are a game ahead of the Warriors with game two tonight so boys I gotta ask you how have you been feeling after that loss uh, i'm i'm still crawling out of the hole that i'm in is like you said it was very depressing thought we had the finals locked up but unfortunately due to unforeseen circumstances where fred van fleet's wife has a kid and he shoots 80 percent from there on out and yeah, all sorts of shitty things that not go the Bucks' way. We are now done with our season, unfortunately. Um, so this just left me pondering the fact on, you know, how, you know, I think this was a championship Bucks team and how it didn't go our way. And it's it's still a bitter taste in my mouth, and I'm probably going to hold that taste in my mouth throughout all of next season, and hopefully next year's Bucks do as well, because, man, we wanted that bad, and they better come back next year with revenge in their eyes. Yeah. Um, I don't think we will have an issue seeing that 
in Giannis's eyes at all. He is going to come back better than he was this year. Um, and he's going to be pissed about what happened in the East Finals. Um, so I have no doubts about that. But just how the season ended, um, I didn't I didn't think it was possible. I didn't think um, the 60-win team who maybe wasn't the most talented. I mean, obviously, the Warriors are the most talented team in the NBA. Um, but... They put it together all year. Consistently, they were the best team um, throughout the year. Even throughout the first two rounds of the playoffs, they were the only team that only lost once. Even the Warriors lost three times. Um, so it was really just like the Bucks were playing phenomenal basketball. They get to the East Finals. They play a bad game in Game 1, still win the game. Um, play good game in game two, blow the Raptors out, and then everything went to hell and the Bucks lose four in a row, which I that was the last thing I was expecting from this team. Um, yeah, it was just it's just really frustrating and surprising end to the season for me. Yeah, I think that's a perfect uh, surprising end. It was. It was almost perfection from the Bucks all the way until those last four games. Um, that that game three loss in double overtime definitely swayed the momentum, and I think if we took that one, it would have been Bucks in probably five or six. But who knows? Um, with that being said, the Bucks ended as regular season champs. Uh, they made it the furthest that they have since 2001. They did have a 2-0 lead in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, coming into this season, I just wanted to make it out of the first round because we haven't in forever. Um, the Bucks did that. I mean, if you look at it, they had a very... They had a lot of new things this year. They changed a lot up. And they kind of did skip a step or two in the um, progression. They won 60 games in the season. They made it to the Eastern Conference Finals when they hadn't made it out of the first round in a while. So, I mean, if you look at it that way, they did end up skipping a couple steps. Um, the Raptors have been pretty much perennial Eastern Conference final contenders for a while. Granted, they made a pretty big change in personnel, but overall they were they were the same. They just got quite a bit better, and they got their closer that they needed. Um, I think that that was an area where Giannis needed to kind of be humbled um, to be that closer in crunch time late in the season uh, Kawhi kind of got the best of him and I mean hats off to Kawhi he's probably one of the top defenders in the league and he was able to get get to Giannis um, and that being said Giannis still had great games it just wasn't a typical Giannis finish that you would like to see so all that being said 
Bucks have a very, very important offseason. They have five big-name free agents. We'll just go down the line, um, not necessarily from importance, but we're just going to start with Chris Middleton. Now he's got a player option for $13 million. There's no chance in hell he takes that. Um, so everyone's expecting Chris to be in line for max contract. Chris in the exit interview said that we have unfinished business here. Uh, he reflected on his time with Giannis and how they were on that 15 win bucks team, but now they're on, now they just went to the 60 win. Um, I think them being so close to the Eastern conference finals plays a big part in in all these free agents decisions but I think it's huge for Chris because I know he just wants to win and literally they could taste the NBA finals and they fell short uh, ownership has been on record to say that they will do whatever it takes to keep him whatever money it takes whatever so what are you guys thinking on the future of Chris Middleton Man, if he if he would ever accept that player option, that would be a gift from the basketball gods. <laughs> uh, we can we can hope he does that, but very unlikely. Um, obviously, my stance on Chris is I would definitely love to see Chris Middleton back. To find a six eight guard who can shoot effectively as he does, um, come up with come up with clutch baskets. Um, you know, not only the games on the line, but you know those contested jumpers too that he always seems to make um you know passing he had that 10 assist game in the playoffs and he passed well all season his defense was only a question once throughout the season when he got benched and then after that it was solid um you know he's by no means a Kawhi Leonard on the defensive side but he's gonna hustle he's gonna make other people work and that's that's all you can ask for um so I would love to see him back um, you know, obviously his role this year on the Bucks team was kind of slightly different. He had to eliminate a lot of those mid-range jump shots that he likes to take, and in the end it resulted in career highs and three points attempt and three points made, and he still ended up shooting 37%. So, you know, he's shown the ability, you know, at um, this stage in his career, age 27, 28, to adapt to, you know, what's being asked of him, and you know, he's he's well deserving of that max contract and you know, if the Bucks don't give it to him, someone else is gonna offer it to him. So in the end, I think that really is the only solution. You have to offer it to him. Yeah. I'd be very surprised if Chris Middleton doesn't um go into next year with a max from some team. Um I have my issues with Chris Middleton, but I also know that we're not going to get a player of his caliber um, if we just don't sign him. Um, just because we don't s spend the $30 million on him doesn't mean we can go out and spend $30 million on Kemba or Kawhi or whatever the situation is um because we do have bird rights on chris middleton there's a bunch of salary cap stuff 
um, that goes with this, but just because we don't use the $30 million to sign Middleton doesn't mean we have all of that money to sign another superstar. Um, right. We would have to renounce all of our free agents, Chris, Malcolm, Brooke, George Hill, Miritich, all of them, and that's still just to clear up room, and we'd have to trade Tony Snell and maybe or maybe Bledsoe. And are you willing to cut this team for one player when this team got you two games away from the, from the NBA Finals? Um, I'm not willing to do that. I imagine Chris Middleton is going to be on the Bucks. I imagine, based on what Chris has said, he is going to get offers from other teams. I feel like he's going to be like, I want to be in Milwaukee. Here's what other teams are offering me. Offer me this and I'm staying. Um, That's kind of what I imagine happening. And like you said, Tyler, it would be a godsend to get him to take his player option. Um, But that's just not going to happen. And you, as a Bucks fan, be prepared for Max Money Middleton. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure how I feel about um, him taking his player option because then that's just one year. Um, You don't really get to have him locked up for the future. I I still am very hesitant to give him the max. But like you said, we'd have to get rid of everyone to get a superstar not even a superstar a star um and being milwaukee if you're a star like clay thompson or kemba i feel like we don't have a shot with Kawhi, but or katie or Kyrie. but you're not i know clay thompson's on record to say how he feels blessed every day that he didn't get drafted by milwaukee so fuck that guy um Chris has some loyalty if we could lock him up I you know I'd be okay with it I'd prefer not a max but if that's what it takes yeah uh, I'm down as long as we can have similar production Um, he did kind of disappear in the end of the playoffs but he was trying to guard Kemba the whole time Uh, him and Malcolm and uh, that takes a lot out of you I mean he still managed to mm-hmm. shoot decent. Uh, he just wasn't he wasn't uh, emphasizing offense, it seemed. So maybe he hits yeah. the gym a lot this offseason. He gets in some better shape. Uh, maybe that's when our guy's not playing so much. During the season, kind of came back to bite us in the ass because they weren't maybe in the greatest shape that they should have been in. But who knows? We'll see. Um, so final predictions on Chris Middleton. I think with Giannis, Giannis wants to win. Um, and as long as Milwaukee is doing everything in their power to win, Giannis is going to stay. Um, and so if you don't sign Chris Middleton, the talent level on this team 
without question takes a drop. Um, so I just think you have to sign him. Um, you don't have to be thrilled about signing him to a max, but if that's what it takes, that is signing him is going to make this team um, better than if we were to not sign him just because you don't think he's just deserves a max, but he's the second best player on this team and there's not a better option out there for the money. Yeah. And that is a good point about Giannis because he's eligible for that super max extension next summer. And I think we have to at least make it to the Eastern conference finals again next year for him to be willing to sign that uh, in the off season. So, this is a huge, huge off season right now, and yeah, I guess if that's what it takes to keep Middleton, and that's what it takes to get us back to at least the Eastern Conference Finals, that's what we got to do. I don't see him wearing another jersey next year. I think there's a small chance that he would go to Dallas because um, they've got a lot of cap space. They could use him a player like him and he did go to Texas A&M so I I could see that as a destination but I I think he's gonna stay in Milwaukee that's like a day one of free agency all right Tyler you never gave your prediction oh I'm on board with you guys it's Max Money Middleton all the way. If he goes to Dallas, I'm going to stab you, Scott. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not like I signed him there. Jesus. doesn't matter. It's your fault. <laughs> all right. On to our next one. Um, Malcolm Brogdon. So this one, this one I think is my least certain. Um, I, Malcolm is so hard to read. And in his exit interview, he said, I'm not sure we'll see when they asked about his future with the Bucks. Um, he is, he's been vocal about Milwaukee and how he thinks it's very segregated, very racist. Um, he, he's a restricted free agent, but I think he's, I feel like he's the least likely to stick around. I could see him knowing that the Bucks are going to match a contract that he takes, so I could see him taking his qualifying offer this offseason. What do you guys think? I, yeah, Brogdon's tricky. Like, throughout Milwaukee, he's gone through a lot of different roles. He's came off the bench, he started, then he's come off the bench again, and then he started, you know, pretty much all this year until he got hurt. Which brings up another point, you know, his rookie year he played 75 games, no injury problems, and then obviously last season he had that quad injury, ended up only playing 48 games. This year the plantar fasciitis only playing 64 games. So it seems like injuries might be a small concern. Um, you know, obviously still playing over half of an NBA season. Um but, you know, maybe if that can knock his value down a little bit, I think that would help the Bucks out just in terms of his injury history. But, you know, as a player, 
we all know he's that 50-40-90 guy, Mr. Consistency. Um, by far one of the most consistent Bucks players this postseason. Um, so to let him go, I just I think it'd be a mistake from the Bucks. Um, might come back to bite us. Um, obviously, he fits in well with the Bucks system. I'm not quite sure, you know. He I think he'd have to go into the right system to succeed very well in another at another team. I don't think you know he's never going to be that. You know, your number one option. Heck, maybe not even your number two option. But you know, he's not quite a role player either. He's kind of that in between, which is you know, it's a good thing to be because he provides plenty of options for you and can be very valuable. Um, so personally, I'd like to see Brogdon come back. Um, as it's just a matter of what his price tag is going to be, and that I'm very uncertain about. Yeah, I think I think Brogdon will be back in Milwaukee unless a team that thinks they're kind of up and coming, they have a couple young guys, and they have a lot of cap space, so they go, all right, let's go get a very consistent player, um, a player that knows what he's doing, who just had a long postseason run, um, and they just offer Brogdon more than what the Bucks can pay him. Because if someone offers him, I don't know, 18, 20, 22, somewhere in that range, I don't know if the Bucks are going to be able to uh, match that. I envision a contract for Brogdon in that 13 to 15 range. Um, outs- like more than that, I, I just don't know. With everyone else, they need to resign. Can they go do that? Um, so that's the only way I see him not being a buck next year is if a team offers more money than what the Bucks can afford and they can't match it. That's kind of the only way I'm seeing him not come back because I can't imagine John Horst is going to let him walk if he can resign him. Yeah, um, the Bucks kind of already set the standard for uh, guards this uh, this free agency period with re-signing Bledsoe, sixteen million. Um, I mean, he was a first team All Defense NBA player, uh, starter on the best team in the league. Um, granted, he didn't have the greatest postseason, but he got paid based on his regular season. Um, so I do not see Brogdon getting more than $16 million a year. Uh, he, he's not much younger than Bledsoe. He's not, I mean, he's a better shooter than Bledsoe, but anywhere else he's not, um, he's not really better than Bledsoe. So I, like you said, I, I was kind of thinking around like $13, $14 million a year. I could see him getting... Uh, three-year, like $42 million, something like that. Um, but I, I think he's one of those guys that you should watch out for, like a qualifying offer, because um, I, I could see him taking that if he isn't really thrilled with his role in Milwaukee and he would like to go to another team. Um, so let's move on to Brooke. Now, I think our 
whole system almost revolved around Brooke. Uh, everyone, of course, they all said it was around Giannis, which yes, yes, it was around Giannis, but we couldn't have done it well without Brooke um, being there as that low post presence presence on defense, and of course his amazing three point shooting for a big. Uh, his exit interview, he said that he loved being around these guys every day. He said he had a ton of fun, some of the most fun he's ever had in his career, and that he would absolutely love to come back next year. What do you guys think on Brooke? Trevor, you want to start with this one? Sure. Um, this Brooke, I think, for the from the Buck standpoint, the Bucks need to find a way to bring him back. I don't know how you do it. I don't know if you use cap space. I don't you know if you use um, the mid-level exception. I don't know what you use to bring him back, but absolutely 100% Brooke Lopez needs to be on this team. Like you said, Scott, it the system wasn't made for Brooke Lopez, but he was 100% perfect with Giannis um, in the scheme, I just think it's a great fit and it needs to be someone we bring back. I mean, there's not a, another player in the NBA that averaged two blocks a game, over two blocks a game, and over two three-point makes a game. So that's exactly what we need from a center position. So you need to go sign him. Yeah, I'm... I'm on board with Trevor. It's uh, him and Chris. I think for me are, you know, when Scott mentioned those day ones of free agency, like you go get them right away. <laughs> um, I've heard kind of you know people say like, oh you know, if Brooke is requiring too much money, you know, just go get a poor man's version of him, you know, like a Frank Kaminsky or something Ooh. like that. And it's like, uh. It, you guys don't understand. It's it's definitely not the same, because <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> not only was Brooke incredible from the three point line, but man, those threes were way the hell out there too. Um, and then you know, even though he has his glacier blow eyes, um, you know, he it knows worked. how to use it too. Like <laughs> he didn't shoot the greatest this postseason, but he was still able to put up points, you know, by driving. Um, I mean, I he. Think he kept us in that game six late in the game. He was the only one that was actually doing something. And that yeah. was those slow blow buys and in the post stuff that he was doing to keep us in it there. Yeah, and he won That's us true. game one. Very true. Yep. So, yeah, I think we re-sign him. And then I think what would be awesome is if Lopez could reincorporate some of that post-up game. Um, you know, like he did early in his career, because, um, you know, we just saw teams, you know, when they'd switch and, you know, Lopez would have a guard on him, he, you know, he wouldn't post them up or, you know, wouldn't use any of those post moves that he had early on in his career, and that could have been very beneficial, so, uh, you know, I think finding that good mix now of, you know, when to do that, that could, that could be the difference in a series next year, so I'd, I'd love to see that out of him next year. Yeah, I I think he's a must-have next year. Um, if we can, if he's willing to come back, which it sounds like 
from everything you said, he's he's an amazing guy. I like him so much just as a person. Um, and he says that he's having the most fun he's like ever had in his career. That's huge. Uh, you can tell he gets along with all the guys. Um, he yes, he was able to reinvent his game, but he wouldn't have done that without Coach Bud. So I think he understands that it's the perfect system for him to be his best. He knows that he has an opportunity to win here. I see Brooke coming back uh, on that mid-level exception. Um, uh, yeah, I, I like you said, Tyler, it would be cool to see him incorporate that post game some more. I know he's said himself he's been like oh well everyone's like get in the post that's where you're your best and he's he said well that's not what our game plan is that's not our system and I'm okay with that I like that I still think we could run our system with him in the post it's the same as someone driving people have to collapse down on Brooke if he's dominating in the post then he can kick out to a three-point shooter but I'm not the coach and we won't have to worry about it unless he comes back next year. But it sounds like we're all on the same page for Brooke. Um, a tricky one here, George Hill. George Hill has a team option of, what is it, $19 million next year? Uh, yep. If we mm-hmm. cut him, we only have to pay $1 million. Now, if he clears waivers, which he definitely will because no one's going to pay him $19 million, um, we have a chance to re-sign him. I don't know how much money we'd be able to throw his way, but um, I think it was amazing to see him do so well in the postseason. It made me really want him back. Before that, I kind of was, I could kind of almost care less um, if he came back, but that postseason showed that he would be great to have back, but it also bumped up his market value so we'll see what what are your thoughts trevor you want this one first again or not sure um this one obviously i want george hill back because he is like just like brooke lopez he is like perfect for this system yes he's a good on-ball defender um, no liabilities defensively. He is a good three-point shooter. Fits this offensive scheme very well. Um, I think some of his biggest issues offensively, as the ball handler and pick and rolls, those just never really seemed effective with him. But I feel like that's not a big deal because the Bucks don't run a ton of pick and rolls. Um, and if they do, they can hand it off to Bledsoe, who I feel like is very good in that situation. Um, even Chris, Giannis can run it. Uh, Brogdon can run it. There's a lot of other people that can run it, so I'm not too concerned about that. But it does get pretty tough because I just don't know what his market is. Because mm-hmm. he is an aging guy, but he is still... As he showed this postseason, he's still very effective, um, 33 years old. But if you get him for, I don't know, three years, $20 million, $21 million, like Ursan's contract, hell yeah, sign me up for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know what he's going to be able to get. 
and hopefully we're able to kind of match where other teams are and he liked it enough that he's going to come back to the Bucks because I just coming off the bench that was such a huge important part of our bench unit especially in the playoffs and really in that Celtics series he's he really kept us afloat for a while it felt like for sure yeah you you touched on a lot of it Trevor and God, Hill is so interesting. Um, you'd be a fool to say you don't want him back. Um, just my gut feeling with the Bucks is I just I don't think it's gonna work. Um, you know, kind of what what Trevor was saying about Brogdon. You know, if a team says, "Hey, we saw your good postseason run. We really want you," and they offer more than the Bucks can, like I could see that happening with George Hill too. Um, you know, and then at that point, you know you kind of have to ask yourself the question, you know, like if you could sign either Malcolm Brogdon or George Hill, you can only choose one. Who would you rather have? You know, I'd rather the Bucks go after Malcolm Brogdon than George Hill, in my personal opinion. Um, so that, that just complicates things. Um, phenomenal player, but it's, I think he's, he's going to be the toughest to re-sign personally. You know, I didn't, I didn't think about comparing Brogdon and George Hill. You know, it depending on how much Malcolm gets offered and how much George Hill is willing to resign, that could be a possibility where the Bucks are like, you know what, we'll go with George Hill and we'll run we'll run Bledsoe and George Hill out of the backcourt. I, I wouldn't be angry about that. Um I think losing both Brogdon and George Hill would be rough. But, um, yeah, I, I really don't see Hill coming back to the Bucks. I know he, he's been on record as saying how it was one of his best years in his career. He's been around for a while. He's been on um, championship-caliber teams. Uh, he's, he's a good player. I, it will be tough to see them get him back. I'm going to predict that he doesn't sign with the Bucks. Unfortunately, I really want him back. Um, but just a few seasons ago, he signed with Sacramento because he got offered a ton of money there. So, But then again, that could mean that he's got his money and now he can go chase rings. And if he wants to do that, the Bucks might be his best option. You look at the Warriors who have Sean Livingston. They've been so successful with their bench because he's running the point when Steph's off, um, George Hill's a great defender like him. He's a good facilitator like him. He's a better shooter than him. So kind of need something like that if we want to compete for a championship next year. Uh, our last big one, Nikola Mirotic. Now, I will say um, Pau Gasol is also a free agent, but uh, let's be real. <laughs> He's... <laughs> He's not coming back um, if he doesn't retire. I don't see him coming back to the Bucks. So, um, really wish we wouldn't have cut Christian Wood for 10 minutes of Pau Gasol, but that's for another day. Back to Miritich. Um, ever since he's come to the Bucks, he's said great things. He's said how, what an amazing organization it was, how awesome the guys are. Um, 
after his postseason and basically his whole stretch with the Bucks, he did not have a very strong season with us. Uh, he, I know when we first got him, he was injured, but he came back from that. So, um, quick thoughts on Nikola Mirotic. Yeah, I think, man, it's weird because when the Bucks acquired him, we were already the best team in the NBA, and that's how he finished. So it's like, he was kind of like an accessory at that point. Like, did you really need him? Question mark. It turns out, you know, if he would have actually shot well in the playoffs, yes, we would have needed him, but that didn't happen. Um, so I feel like that makes him, like, a really easy choice to say, yes, we're going to let him walk. Um, just because of what I just said. Um, but, you know, in my opinion, if he really likes Milwaukee, and, you know, he's kind of who got Gasol over here, said, hey, if you want to be a part of something special, come here. If, you know, that's truly what he felt and what his character's all about, maybe... Maybe he stays for not a lot of money. Um, I would not be opposed to having, you know, a three another three-point shooter out there for Giannis. And, you know, Miritich defense, you know, it's not outstanding. Um, I think it's a little underrated, but he, uh, you know, kind of has a little bit of earth sign in him on the offensive board side, you know, tipping balls up, keeping the play alive. Um, so I I wouldn't be opposed to keeping Miritich. I I kind of would like to see him back despite his poor playoff performance. Hmm. Well, I I kind of get where you're coming from. If this pretty awful stretch of basketball from really from the trade deadline when we got him to the end of the postseason for the Bucks. If that stretch of basketball diminishes his value to three, four million a year, <laughs> yeah, sign me up for that. I'd be more than happy with that. I don't, I don't see that happening. Happening. Urson is making <laughs> seven mil a year, so I doubt something like that happens. Um, but if that's the case, yeah, sign me up for. A very cheap contract, but anything in the Urson range um, and above, I might have felt comfortable before. Uh, we really saw him play a lot, but he's a streaky shooter. But we saw what one or two games where we saw a hot Nico, and that was it. Um, other than that, he was pretty cold. I know he's injured, but. It was just really frustrating when when we signed him. I thought he was going to be a huge contributor and he was going to put this team over the edge and that just never happened. So I, unless it's like for nothing, I, I don't really want him back. All right, all right. Uh, so just uh, last thing, um, we talked about a little earlier about Giannis maybe being extra motivated um he talked about how he thought coming into this season how he was just gonna go dunk on everybody now he's saying he wants to play more like a guard which is good because that will help him develop some of the skills that you kind of backed off of this this season um so it will be cool to see him add to his arsenal um 
to be honest, he he could end up short of the finals. He could end up short. Uh, well, he did end up short of the finals, and could end up short of MVP. And he could end up short of Defensive Player of the Year, all in the same year. And I think for him to be so close to all three of those, um, I'd say watch the hell out next year. If he doesn't get any of those, I know the finals is going to hurt him the most. I think he cares about MVP a lot more than he says in to the media, but if he misses out on all three of those, seriously, watch out. He's going to come next year with a giant chip on his shoulder and he's going to make sure he gets that MVP and he's going to make sure he gets that finals appearance. He, Damn right. Uh, former former Buck Jared Dudley tweeted out after Giannis said that and he said the dude just gets it. Like Giannis is 20 what 24 years old yeah. and he's our you know corner piece of our franchise can still improve and is extra motivated. And he's a front runner for MVP. Like, holy shit! Watch out, NBA. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for some reason, there's some votes that get publicized before the NBA awards actually happen. And of the b- votes that have been publicized, there's been like two for James Harden, and there's been like twenty or thirty of them. So. Giannis seems to be running away with it. There's a there's a lot more votes out there, um, but with what has been reported so far, Giannis has been running away with it. So I'd be very shocked if he doesn't get the MVP. But I think you guys are right. I think the fact that we have the probable, and even if he doesn't get the MVP, a front runner for it, and a top three candidate for defensive player of the year, and he's going to come back better. Um, yeah, that has to be horrifying for the rest of the league. Um, if he figures some of that stuff out, I didn't know he, like I didn't think of him as struggling as a passer, but it really seemed like in that Raptors series, they flustered him enough and he just wasn't doing it enough or something just felt off there. And then, if he gets that shot, which we all know he's going to be putting up massive amount of shots every day, um, if he gets that outside shot and that free throw shot going, he's gonna be he's gonna be better than he was this year, and he was the best player in the league this year, or at the very least, top three, best two way player. Yep, mm-hmm. until Kawhi's playoffs. <laughs> yeah, Kawhi. Kawhi but... is unbelievable yeah but yeah i mean maybe it maybe it's a good thing Giannis doesn't win mvp and nba finals in the same year not that he would run out of motivation but he still has that extra motivation for next year so um that would be good i mean he already showed awesome signs of being a good outside shooter he hit what both two for two in the last game of the series right pulling up so i'll take it all right before we wrap up let me know uh a crazy off-season prediction that you got tyler i know you got one so you start yeah my prediction is that george hill will walk um kind of as you might have gathered earlier um and then the other crazier part on top of that is i don't think we sign a replacement point guard 
um, mainly because being the small market that Milwaukee is, and with you know my hope in being able to keep Miritich on this team, despite uh, popular belief, um, I think the Bucks run with a combination of Pat, Tony Snell, and then don't forget about Dante DiVincenzo at guards next year to start the year off, and then if turns out one of them completely sucks ass or gets injured or something, we can always hopefully make a trade or something, sign a veteran, kind of like we did with George Hill this year, um, come next season when that time comes. So that's my crazy off-season prediction. Hmm. Trevor. All right. Mine is going to be that John Horst works some voodoo magic and he brings back everyone minus Miritich. Um, just money-wise, they don't have enough to bring him back. But they, John Horst signs George Hill, Brooke Lopez, Malcolm Brogdon, and Chris Middleton all back next year. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, What's yours, Scott? I got a good one. I'm... I'm not going to really comment on who the Bucks bring back. I'll say they bring back most of them. But I'm going to say that they go and they sign one of the most electrifying players of all time, Vinsanity himself, Vince Carter, to a veteran minimum deal. Holy shit. Vince Carter has become a great three-point shooter. He's one of the smartest guys in the league at this point. He's going to be 42. Uh, I mean, if you needed a presence like Pau Gasol, bring in Vince Carter. Well, we might as well just re-sign Jason Terry then too. Get the two oldest dudes in the NBA. (laughs) He's under contract on the big three. He's not coming back. (laughs) So there we go. We got some bold predictions. Let us know some of your bold predictions. Uh, if you agree with any of our thoughts, disagree. I know that some of you listening will probably disagree with what we have to say. Put them in our comments. Um, or mention us in Twitter. Let us know. I know some of you text me. Might as well make it public so I can embarrass you on the <laughs> social media. So, with that, uh, anything else that I have to mention, boys? Bucks and six, baby. Too soon. Alright, well, we'll see ya <laughs> next time. Bye!